0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay a Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion.
1: This is Josh Bo, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with a special edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. The Mavericks defeated the Sacramento Kings 105-99. I am here by myself, no co-host, Kirk Henderson, our managing editor. He has a five-year-old, and we are recording this at about 7.25 Texas time, so a few hours after the Mavericks and Kings game wrapped up and kirk has a five-year-old son and as you can imagine a five-year-old boy halloween is one of his favorite days so there is no getting out of uh trigger treating and halloween festivities for kirk tonight so why even try give him the night off he deserves it uh, especially after the uh, vitriol and fire and rage that we had after the nuggets game on friday night so why not give him a break cool off Give the staffers a break too. I was I was thinking about maybe bringing someone else on, but it's it's Halloween. Dallas Cowboys are playing Sunday Night Football uh, momentarily, so I'm just going to be here tonight, real quick, quick and easy. Uh, apologies if you're hoping for the normal show, but we should be back to normal for for the next game. So with this game, probably the best effort from start to finish, the Mavericks have had all season. Uh, this is their sixth game first five games, they were trailing after the first quarter, and I believe all five games also trailing at halftime. So not a good start for the Mavericks in the first five games. Of course, the only two uh, expected playoff teams they've played so far in those five games, Atlanta and Denver, they lost by, I think, a combined 57 points. The three wins were hairy wins against lottery, expected to be lottery-bound teams, so there wasn't a ton to feel great about, other than the fact that the Mavericks were 3-2 and and not 0-5, uh, and you take the wins any way you can get them, uh, even if I might have some issues about what that might mean long-term. But uh, that's a broken record at this point. We can only really talk about the games and this roster we have in front of us until something changes. Tonight it was better. Much, much, much better. Uh, the Mavericks got off to a really good start. Had a twenty-two to seven lead. They led after the first quarter, thirty-one to twenty-two. Again, by far their best first quarter, best first half of basketball they've played all season. In that first quarter, it was kind of the Luca show: six points, four assists. Looked like the old the old Luca Mavericks, where he's controlling things. He's the t- he's the tip of the spear, and he is facilitating and getting guys open looks. Finney Smith, Maxi Kleba, Tim Hardaway Jr all had made three-pointers in that first quarter. And it looked like they are finally going to break that shooting slump. Five of 11 as a team from three in the first quarter. It was a really good sign. We thought we were going to get some regression to the mean because uh, whatever you think of of Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi and Tim Hardaway Jr. and, and Luca uh, as these guys as shooters and players, obviously there's no way they were going to be as bad as they've been. Uh, unfortunately, though, after that first quarter, that's – kind of what happened uh the mavericks finished 12 of 37 for the game so you know five three pointers in the first quarter they make seven the remaining three quarters and because of that they were never ever they were never able to really dominate the game in terms of running away with it sacramento was attached to the hip for the entire game but what was nice was they only had one lead a 61 60 lead in the third quarter that was it otherwise the mavericks were beating or leading the Kings. Uh, from start to finish for the most part and even though it did get to two 3.1 point, point tie games at moments throughout the game and it got a little squirrely in the fourth quarter where the lead got down to to about three uh, of course you know Luca right when it gets down to three under you know about under five minutes left and the possession after that is going to hell uh, the Kings uh, get the ball uh, force a bad pass. Luke has to run to the backcourt to pick the ball back up. And then, of course, he calmly just drains three from the logo. The shot clock's expiring. Uh, and then right after that, the Kings try to, like, get the ball up the floor really fast. And there's a turnover, and the Mavericks get an easy dunk. And in about five seconds, a three-point game that looked like it was slipping away from the Mavericks turned into an eight-point lead, and, and they were able to hold on from there. Um, the, they held the Kings to 99 points. Sacramento came into the league with a top-10 offense so far. Uh, the Kings shot 19% from three, 7 of 36. They shot 40% from the field overall, more specifically uh, 39.6. Um, they did all their damage in the paint, though, uh, as, you, as you can see from the shooting disparity. That was probably the only area where the Mavericks struggled. Uh, Rashawn Holmes had an awesome night. He was 9 of 15 from the field, 22 points. Pretty. It was expected because the Mavericks unfortunately lost Maxi Kleba in the first quarter. Uh, maybe this would have been the Mavericks' first blowout victory if Maxie didn't get hurt because he was tremendous. He was probably the best player on the floor aside from Luka in that first quarter. In only his seven minutes in the first quarter, he was three of three from the field, one of one from three, seven points, five rebounds, a plus 11. Uh, unfortunately, he, he strained his back, and what really stinks about the injury was the non-contact injury. He had an uncontested dunk. No one even touched him, and as soon as he landed, uh, he called out of the game and never came back. So that's the two – Uh, of the Mavericks' best big men, Kristaps Porzingis, Maxi Kleber, both out. So Dwight Powell had to play 33 minutes, and uh, he did not do a great job containing Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes had 13 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. The Kings had 17 offensive rebounds. Really, the only reason they were able to stay in the game, uh, despite the fact that they just could not hit a shot. Buddy Heald was 3 of 12 from three. And I I believe, uh, I don't know if all three of them came in the fourth quarter, uh, but at least a couple of them did. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was horrendous. Uh, he was five of 16 from the floor, one of four from three. There were times where the Mavericks seemed to just dare him to shoot. Uh, he could not shoot, but let's give some credit to the Mavericks. I think this is the unsung story of the season so far is the Mavericks defensive performance, even in the losses to the nuggets and the Hawks, you know, they were blowout losses. The Mavericks defense did do some decent things in those two losses. And then in these four wins they've had, they've been tremendous. Um, uh, they entered this game 12th according to nba.com in defensive efficiency and I got to imagine that's going to bump up a few spots I you know I don't have the numbers in front of me right now but I'll probably be that's probably what I'm going to write about this week maybe get it up on the site for Tuesday because we're seeing some things from the Mavericks defense uh, that we haven't seen before uh, one thing they're definitely getting lucky with with shot with three point shot making you know there's been a lot of really smart articles written across the uh, NBA media one in particular on the ringer.com that you can search for uh, basically talking about how the NBA is a make-or-miss league, and, and sometimes the defense doesn't matter. It's just up to the shot variance, since the three-point shot uh, has so much variance, uh, has a long-distance shot. Even if you know you get wide-open shots, sometimes you miss, uh, which is kind of what happened to the Mavericks tonight. Um, so there's some of that, but the Mavericks are like doing some things. I think they're forcing teams to shoot from, from spots that they don't want to. Uh, It's a a similar principle to what the Mavericks did last season. They were very uh, influenced defensively by analytics. They tried to force teams to shoot mid-range. They didn't want to give up dunks and threes. But I feel like they were so committed to that strategy that they kind of let defenders kind of dribble wherever they wanted to because they were okay with the defender dribbling into... A mid-range pull-up jumper, and that lacks that lacks defense. Sometimes, either meant the defender got farther than the Mavericks wanted to because they got a full head of steam, or they just kind of casually walked into an open eighteen-footer. And you know, despite what analytics say, NBA players can can definitely hit that shot uh, if if you let them get comfortable. And the Mavericks—that was the thing. That was the thing about the Mavericks' defense the last couple of years. They let teams get comfortable. They didn't really dictate the terms. Uh, and I feel like in these first five games or these first six games, excuse me defensively it's been the complete opposite i think the mavericks have have stuck closer to their man i think they've been a little bit more aggressive deflections are certainly up uh steals and blocks the mavericks are getting way more of those so far through six games at a rate that they did not get last year uh, i mean the mavericks had eight steals and four blocks tonight um two players had at least two steals six players uh, had at least one uh frank Millikena Coming off the bench, was kind of a defensive hero today. Uh, just kind of a, just a, a hero all, in all facets. He had 12 points, made both of his threes, was a pest defensively, played 21 minutes, uh, probably hit by far his best game. And He seems to be settling into that role that I think the Mavericks were hoping Josh Green would play. Uh, you know, in terms of a, a guy that can come off your bench, play D, and hit some spot-up threes. Be a little dynamic uh, in terms of athleticism, which is somewhat of a sore spot for this Mavericks team, especially when you look at the starters. Um, so yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing defensively, even with Kleba going down, the Mavericks still held up fairly well. Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Frank Nilekina, uh, even Willie Colley-Stein for a few possessions. You know, Luka Doncic had some great defensive possessions. He had a steal and a block. Uh, He was much more engaged, Luka was, defensively than he was Friday night against Denver. And again, your star sets the tone. When your star's playing really good defense, uh, that's going to engage the rest of your team to follow suit. Um, and like I said, schematically, I think they are sticking to their man a little bit closer, playing a little more aggressive. I think there's still a little bit too much drop coverage for my liking, but they are at least sprinkling in some more uh, aggressive schemes where the help defender in the pick and roll, not trapping uh, aggressively like Kidd used to do in Milwaukee, but instead kind of... Creeping up and at least meeting the screener, uh, meeting the play at the screen, so that it's a little bit more aggressive than a drop, but it's not a full blown trap. And it at least helps, I think, it helps somewhat contest these pull up jumpers a little bit better with these guards coming around the screen. And you see a defender that's, you know, not sitting in the paint, but is up at the level of the screen. I think that matters a little bit. And I think there's a bit more containment with dribble drives because that drop coverage. Uh, if you're playing, these NBA guards are too good sometimes for drop coverage. And when you're dropping, uh, if they're not taking a mid range pull up comfortably, sometimes you're just giving them a runway right to the lane. And even if you're, your five man or whoever's guarding, uh, the help in the, in the pick and roll, uh, despite the fact that they're at the rim, if you give an NBA player head of steam, they're going to finish over or through you, uh, which has happened a lot. Uh, to the Mavericks center is playing that drop coverage. So I'm liking a little bit more of an aggressive scheme. Uh, I'm liking the engagement on the defensive end. I think that is the story of this season. Uh, I, I'm guilty of talking about the offense too much on this podcast. I've written two posts about the offense and how stinky it looked against Atlanta and how weird it it's still kind of looked against Toronto. The offense, I think, is a zero-sum game in terms of talking about it. Uh, it's, it's a distraction. This Mavericks team... Despite, however, whatever Jason Kidd's influence is, whether it's horrible or are good, this team is going to be a good offensive team because one, Luka Doncic is that damn good, and these spot up shooters are better than they're showing right now, and it's going to turn around eventually. Uh, you hope. Uh, if it doesn't, then they've got some problems. But it should. These guys aren't these guys aren't that bad. Um, and there's only so you can only sink so low offensively when you've got one of the best three point shot creators in Luka Doncic and a ton of spot up shooters. Like I don't, you know, even with the weird spacing, like they've, they've still had a ton of open three pointers through these six games. So, and we also know offensively, we know the limits. We know that Jalen Brunson is the only other player besides Luka that can handle the ball and create his own shot consistently and set up his teammates. So, you know, we know how bad it can get, but we know how good it can get. And it feels kind of, a. it just feels like a waste because we know what it's going to be. Um, But defensively, that's the intriguing part. That's the interesting part. That's the part that I think could be a little bit more dynamic compared to years past. I mean, the Mavericks have been a horrible defensive team for about two or three years now. And if you look at the trend of NBA title contenders, having a top 10 NBA defense is a requirement to win an NBA championship. Um, Just about every single NBA champion of the last 20 years has been top 10 defensively. I think the only one that might have stuck out was the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers, And even then, uh, that was more because they coasted in the regular season and they turned it on with LeBron a bit more in the playoffs. So, you know, as good as, you know, if the Mavericks' offense is is 15th or if it's first, obviously it doesn't need to be 15th. uh, That would not be good. But even if it's first, you know, they have to be better defensively. If if that first, if that best offense is paired with another 18th or 20th ranked defense, you know, it's going to be the same story come playoff time. So, uh seeing some of these improvements defensively through these first six games is encouraging and i think it's the thing to take away i think it's the thing to talk about Uh, especially uh as we see this team generating good open looks on three and the guys are just not hitting it um good good lord dorian finney smith is six of 32 on threes this season Uh, he was one of six today against the kings and that guy is not taking like pull up Step back threes. He is taking the same open threes he's been taking the last two seasons. He's just in a hell of a funk. So a lot of these guys are getting pretty decent open looks. I would say the only one that might be different is Tim Hardaway Jr. I feel like teams have kind of caught on the last two years. Uh, he's he's their best shooter, so stay on him. And maybe uh let these guy these other guys like Dorian. Maxie, you know Dwight Powell. Maybe leave these guys uh, and cover Tim Hardaway Jr. So I feel like he's kind of getting a rough end of it. But with that attention, you know Dorian's getting open looks. Maxie's getting open looks. Uh, Reggie Bullock's getting open looks. Sterling Brown came back today. One of four from three. He needs to get it going. Um, they need him uh, to give them some minutes uh, off the bench, especially with the way the starters have been playing. You know it was a good game tonight, but they need the bench to to keep. Uh, being strong because it's kind of bailed them out uh, so far this season except for tonight you know except for today this afternoon because the starters were finally good so not too much else to say you know it's a good good win against an okay team i don't think Sacramento's a playoff team but they're three and two coming into today had a couple of impressive wins uh they i'll say this the sacramento team the mavericks played today this afternoon was playing much is playing much better basketball than the Kings team the Mavericks lost to three times last season. So it's a, it's a solid enough win, and they needed it because there are a lot of games in November. <laughs> there's a lot of chal- there's a lot of good games against good teams in November. So good win for the Mavericks. They're four and two. Uh, they're doing they're pacing themselves in the conference. You know, hanging around that three or four four spot as other teams are kind of. In the muck, struggling a little bit, you know, especially like team like the Lakers. Uh, so, not too much to complain about, despite you know some of the drama and, and how poorly they've looked at times throughout these first six games. But now's the time to try to get things right. We will be back Tuesday, uh, November second, against Miami. The Mavericks will play against the Heat, a home game, but a little bit early start time, six thirty p.m. Texas time. Uh, so, Kirk should be back for that uh, expect a lot more coverage on the site up until Tuesday. I'm going to try to write something about the defense. We'll have all the uh, assorted goodies from the rest of our staff, uh, as we're cranking stuff out for this regular season. So I'm going to call it again. Mavericks beat the Sacramento Kings. They are four and two. They win one Oh five to 99. This is Mavs Moneyball after dark, uh, your editor, Josh bow. And I will talk to you next time.